start. Shot clock, ready for bringing our passion and knowledge to all the NBA fans out there. Let's get it. All right, Trevor. What uh, what are you talking about today? This week, man, we're gonna have a, a mix of NBA and social justice. So today, man, our first topic is we we saw the uniforms that the NBA has brought back to the bubble. They have the social justice messages on the back of them, and they also have the Black Lives Lives Matter lettering on the court and um yeah what you think about that man um i mean i think uh it's important that the players um they're not just basketball players but they're human beings right so i think it's important for them just as nba players uh that they are able to take the black live matters uh, uh seriously and uh, i think it's great for uh, for sports, but also for just human beings. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. What do you think? Since you, uh, uh, what do you think, Trevor? Yeah, um, you know, as an African American male, I think it, it's it's a big move on the NBA's part, and you know, they had to change up their rules a bit for that. So that part of it is big, and I know that they they put in a strong effort to do something, uh, something that stood out to send a message to everyone watching and. You know, a lot of eyes are on the NBA right now. They're they're one of the few major league major sports going on right now, and um, yeah, everyone has their attention towards them, and uh, they sent a message. It's clear, concise, and if you want to watch NBA basketball right now, you're gonna get the message that Black Lives Matter. Um, so yeah, I, I like that fact that they they took the time and effort to do something. Um, I do think the messages are a little bit corny. <laughs> Just a tad <laughs> bit. Aaron a little bit corny. What do you mean? Um, like equality, how many more freedom? Yeah. Versus votes. I like yeah. this one. I like this one a lot. Uh-huh. Paul Millsap. <laughs> yeah. Vote for Millsap. I think he wants to become the president. Vote you for know. I mean, he's he's got a chance. I'd vote for him at this point in 2020, dude. I, I'll take him. Vote for Millsap. You know, <laughs> that's what I mean, though. Like some of them are just, it's just like, okay, we got you guys tried to make this profound statement. It didn't, it didn't work out as as quite as great as uh as a lot of us envisioned it would. But like overall, I do think it was a positive thing for them to do. Um, and I just hope that we can continue to focus on a lot of the real issues um, around social, social, ah, social justice. Can't talk today, man. Um, like, you know, equality in hiring. You know, even the NBA itself, look at the league. The league is like 75% black in players. But, you know, when it comes to head coaching, GMs, there's, there's what, seven black GMs and uh, coaches in the NBA right now? Maybe one or two GMs. I don't think there's any like majority owners outside of my maybe my uh, Michael Jordan. Um, so things like that, and just in the world in general, like I'm, I'm, they can start in their own backyard, but just in general, you know, hiring practices across the country aren't always geared towards you know hiring people of color. And then you know we're thinking about other things such as um, the incarceration rate, how cops treat black folks. It's there's a lot more deeper issues um, 
that I'm just hoping aren't glossed over and it's like, oh, they, they put the names on the back of the jerseys. That was cute. Great. We clap mm-hmm. when we go on about our days. Um, to really put that onus to, to, to create real change and reform in a lot of the, the things that we see on a daily basis. And, and I understand and I get it. Like, as professional athletes, they probably don't see as much of the discrimination that an everyday black person sees given their, you know, status, um, right. social status, right, right, in life. Like, people are like, oh, there, there goes LeBron James. Like, hey, can I have your autograph? It's not LeBron James, step out of the vehicle. We don't know who you are. You know, did you steal this car? <laughs> like, no one's going to suspect LeBron James is stealing a right, BMW. Right. Um and you know, and and you know, it's other stuff like you know, housing, education, food deserts in, in black communities. Um, just continuing to highlight those issues as well, because that is where a lot of our social justice issues stem from. So I'm hoping that they they do a little bit more in the future to direct people's attention to those facts and problems. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, there have been a lot of, like, NBA players who went, like, on strike, right? There's, like, uh, mm-hmm. like Stephen Curry. <clears throat> yeah. Stephen Jackson used to be the um, ex-player, NBA player. Um, Jalen Brown, right? He drove all the way from Boston to Atlanta. Yeah, um, that was dope. Yeah, so, I mean... I see your point, though, Trevor. I mean, obviously they are, um, they are not just African Americans, but they are rich, right? A professional, yep. African Americans now they probably don't face some of the social injustice that you have mentioned that we probably have grown up with, uh, and now they are on this platform. And um, but yeah, I'm just happy that you know they use this platform to really. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my really like hopefully the goal for them is. Like once they get rich, they don't use you know. Once they have this platform, hopefully they could um, use it to change for the better and for the good. So why do you think so? Like so, we have seen so many like NBA players as very outspoken about social justice. Yep. So why is it the NBA players as more outspoken about social justice than the other, let's say, uh, professional sport like MLB or NFL? Uh, yeah, why do you think that's the case? I think it's because of the power and the popularity of the individual player. Mm. Basketball is one of the few sports where a single player or two, you know, you can have the big two, the big three, can really dominate a team and the league for years to come and really be the face of a franchise um, and of the league as players such as LeBron and Michael Jordan and, you know, the Kevin Durants have done, the Magic Johnsons. Um, the endorsement deals that they get from shoes and the popularity they have across overseas um, it's just far greater than what we see in a lot of other sports such as baseball and football you got the helmets on and a lot of those those games are team sports for real for real like you can't you can't you can, you can be the best wide receiver out there but if you don't got a good quarterback throwing you the ball you're not going to be putting up very very much very big numbers um, so the NBA is just their their players there have so much power, and you know, I think that can be a positive because they have the ability to 
gain the public's attention a lot better than most people do. And they they can really, you know, use their voice and their story to help paint a picture that is, you know, more widely seen by people. So I'm just hoping they continue to use that platform, man. And also use their use their, use their funds too. I know we're both Christians and we've always been taught to be good stewards and shepherds of our of our money. And I think LeBron is also a good example of that. You know, with the school that he started up, he, he, he really puts his money where his mouth is and in helping education reform, food deserts and, and things of that nature and just um, really giving back in those ways and seeing the root issues and contributing towards fixing those root problems. Um, and yeah, just advocating for the for 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 different things. I mean, he's he's one of the main voices for getting Tyron Lue hired in Cleveland. Like stuff like that goes a long way. And he realizes and knows he has the power to make those moves, and he fully capitalized on it. So I, I have a lot of respect for LeBron James off the court. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we need more of that, man. Because all of us have a story. I feel like I don't know any black person in America who doesn't have you know, some type of negative story on how they've been mistreated, um, either from, you know, law enforcement or just other forms of racism out there in our country. So, yeah, man, it's important for us to try to start bridging those gaps and for them as players and having that platform to use it well. Yeah, yeah. Have you, have you been retreated, Trevor, you think? Uh throughout your life yeah yeah unfortunately i mean it just it just happens man i I could sit here and tell you stories all day of you know being followed in stores or being stopped routinely by cops for for numerous reasons and being you know put in very adverse situations where you know i feared for my life and and those moments suck right they come out of the blue you you just never know what you're gonna get it's like a 50 50 coin flip sometimes and um it, it sucks that it is that way at times because we all understand that, you know, not every person, every cop is bad, but it shouldn't be a coin flip to determine if you're going to get treated properly or not from the people that are supposed to protect you. You know, one, one of my one of my basketball referee mentors, a couple of them actually are, are in law enforcement. And I understand that they have a very tough job. And I respect them for the, they're putting their lives on the line for us on a daily basis. But not every cop goes out there with the same integrity and, you know, unbiased behavior that they do. And that's unfortunate. So, yeah, yeah, we, we need reform. We need changing of hearts, as we would say in the Christian world. And, and hopefully we can get things to moving in the right direction, dude. All right, listen, listen up, guys. You've heard it that, uh, my friend Trevor, uh, Trevor, that uh, he's an Afro American, has been like, yes, like I've, I've a lot of, I have a lot of African American friends myself, like just from a personal level, for a little bit first. Mm-hmm. Whatever Trevor's saying is real. I've heard many story about, you know, you, you have to talk to an African American, African American person to know what what they've been through and how they've been through, uh, how they've been mistreated and. And it's not, you know, and that's and that's the reality, right, Trevor? That's the reality that that he has to go through. 
and I mean I've been mistreated because I'm an Asian American, Chinese American. I've been mistreated yeah. with some racial slur and stuff like that, but not to their level, not to my uh, my brother here, Trevor. Um, you if you like to talk more more about this? I I highly commend you talk to an African American American person or my friends who yeah. are African Americans and they'll tell you stories and stories about it, right? Yeah, yeah. man, we gotta keep that dialogue going. That's that's yeah. important. Exactly. That's good, man. Uh, we not go <laughs> too much deep into it, right? And uh, yeah, and yeah, we just you know we just uh, like like you're saying, Trevor. We just we just hope that um, that the NBA players are using the platforms to you know uh, to advance social justice to make Black Lives Matters uh, to not sue someone based on the skin color, right? And to fight against mm-hmm. police brutality. And we try to do all this. What not? You know, I understand this, right? We try to do this in peace. Hopefully, they're doing peace, and hopefully, right. uh, those who who do not have the same um, living situation, a grown situation, like Trevor and some some of my African American brothers and sisters have have grown up in, have been mistreated. Um, you may not have that experience, but I think it's better for you to talk to some of them about it, and they'll definitely tell you about the real story. And you learn mm-hmm. a lot more about it. Okay, what do you think about this, Trevor? Any more you can talk about before we head on into uh, week one of our recap for NBA? Nah, man, that's all I got for you all today, man. Let's keep on using those platforms, NBA players, and uh, let's 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 continue to make progress on the real issues here, man. All right. With that being said, uh, now we now we talk about the week one and recap. So, Trevor, what about Zion? What about his? Uh, his restriction minutes. Zion Williams in the building. We have a Zion sighting. Let's go. Man, that's oh my gosh. I don't know what the Pelicans are doing, dude. You 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 kinda you kinda feel bad for Zion, right? Like he had all these videos talking about how in shape he was getting and you know, it just seemed like it all kind of fell apart. He came in to the bubble apparently out of shape. I know he had some like personal issues going on, and he, he took some time off. But the Pelicans, as you can see, really needed him. And I think if Zion was not on a minutes restriction, they probably win an extra game, maybe both of the the other two games that they lost in the bubble so far, because he's just a monster, dude. Like he's one of those players that's just so tough to stop. He's so big, he's so explosive. We saw what he's been able to do in limited minutes when he's on the court. I think he had like he had like something something crazy like 20, 25 points in twenty minutes the other night, something like that. And it's like, well, what more can this kid do, you know, to to prove that he can play at this level and his body is okay? Well, and maybe it's not long term, but I just think that you can't keep a kid that young off the court. Um, for, for that long if you're the Pelicans, especially when you're trying to make a playoff push and, uh, you know, really get your fan base going after losing AD last year. I think think playing Zion and really showing people and him and the team that you guys are trying to win is important right now for that young team. So I hope they lift it and just go all out for the rest of the bubble. I mean, I'd hate for him to get hurt, and I do think he needs to get in shape at some point, a little bit better shape, shed a few pounds because those knees might go out eventually. 
But right now, just just go for it. I mean, what? How, how much could it hurt? He's got what? Five more games left before the potential playoff berth or tournament that they might have if they are are battling for the AC and they're what like three games behind or whatnot. Um, and then maybe you play a first round series and that goes six or seven. I can't see them winning a, a first round series in the AC against the Lakers or the or whoever. So yeah, just let them go all out. It's what maybe ten games total. Just just go for it. How about you, man? Um, uh, you. Know- See, like he, what he's like nineteen twenty, I believe, right? Uh, yeah. And 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 he's being low managed, right? That's the term we use nowadays. <laughs> <right? laughs> you know, you gotta be fancy and stuff. Think he's up. Kawhi's the king of low management, and then, and now we have Zion Williamson being low managed at the age of nineteen twenty. I mean, look, Trevor, understand. Understand what we're trying to get. I, I I do I do think that they should strive for playoff. I think they should, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even if they do, they probably play what the Lakers the first round and they lose. But but the reason why they have a lot the reason the main reason why we have uh, Zion with a lot of restrictions because it was injury basically. Think about it. so it was injured what in high school, in college right when they play, <laughs> his shoe blew out right in college. Yeah. Even that game, he shoot blew out. And in the summer <laughs> camp, he was injured, and and, and then and then uh, uh, and then yeah, summer camp, and then uh, yeah, just like he's injured, uh, prone for now. I hopefully, I think, I think it is a cautious decision by the Pelicans, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like he's what, he's not only just talented, but he is, uh. Ticket solid, right? Zion Williamson. Who doesn't like Zion Williamson? <laughs> right. And uh, I, I think I think I think they think a bit of cautious with him. I think it's okay because um, they did the same with Joe and B two with Sixers. Um, mm-hmm. They low manage him. Uh, yeah, for him is like he's like one of those stocks. It's like high reward and high risk, right? So, and uh, in order for for him to be have heavy war, which is he is, or low risk, like you're saying, he has to lose a couple of pounds, not a couple of pounds, maybe like 30 to 40, uh, to be, to be, to get him into like, I think, I think he's already like an all-star level player, but you get down to 30 and 40, he play more games in more minutes, um, so yeah, I hopefully think, I think Zion Rosen can be a future superstar if he keeps up with his um, work ethic, but also a lose, 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 um, lose some pounds. I understand at his age, nineteen twenty, and you want to go out, you do your best, you want to dunk, you want to do your best. I understand that, but but he has to take his career like a marathon, right? Mm-hmm. That okay, I'm twenty nineteen. I want to play for twenty years. This is what I gotta do. Right, it's not a sprint. I think he needs to take. Uh, I don't think I'm not sure if he thinks from a sprint perspective or marathon, but I think he should think from a marathon perspective. Mm. Like when he once he, you know once he is finished the NBA, I, I would love to. I would love to see Zion for 20 years. That's true. It would be, be awesome, right? Um, so hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully take the marathon route and listen to those who 
Listen before him, like Charles Barkley, or telling him right to lose some pounds. Because <laughs> Charles Barkley was, yeah. when he was younger, people told him like he was lazy and fat. <laughs> yeah, some big boys. <laughs> exactly. Like the thing about Zion is like similar bet with what Charles Barkley, like very similar, right? Ooh, and, yeah. uh, and Charles Barkley is giving some wisdom, you know. That's it. It's up to him if you wanna. To, to take that so that's my take on that it's true okay okay so next question for you man we 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 saw hoodie mellow a couple days a couple years ago but now hoodie we got mellow <laughs> yes sir yes sir the legend of hoodie mellow but now we have bubble mellow who is out there playing for the portland trailblazers what do you think about bubble mellow man uh, I think Bobo Mello has been humble, right? He, he was, you know, let I me mean, think about it. Carmel Anthony, right? He was the first, what, 15 years? Mm-hmm. All-star, superstar, the number one option, or sometimes number two option, right? One of the best post player. Uh, like Kobe Bryant said, he's probably one of the hardest person to guard, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, but then, but then, like, and all of a sudden, nobody wanted him, right, at first, right? <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then he had to, like, no one wanted him. And then he had to humble himself, and, and he's like, you know, I'm not long, no longer the, the alpha, mellow, uh, the number one, number two option. That's really, this is not really happened with him, personally, probably, when he was in OKC, right? Mm-hmm. And then he traded to the Rockets, and then um, they're more like, we, we no longer need your service. He felt upset with that. So he had to go through a lot of mental, emotional um, transition, right? Like like all things in life, Trevor, the ref, that changes happens, right? Is 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 Are you able to adapt to it? At first, he was not. Uh, but then he was given a chance, right, to go to Portland, uh, the Portland Blazers. And uh, and at that time, accepted his role. Like, you know, I'm here to play ball, and I'll do whatever mm-hmm. it to take it to take the team to the next level. And uh, that's in his mentality. His mentality wasn't like, yo, this is my team. You know, it's Portland's Dame Dollar team, right? Damian mm-hmm. Miller and CJ McCollum's. But so he accepted that role. Once he accepted that role, man, he's been playing way better. Now I've been hitting those threes. He's been mm-hmm. spraying against the Rockets, playing well, fitting in efficiently. Rolling the offense, so I think he really started with his mental, uh, and it's just being changed. I, he's always been a great player. It just he yeah. needs to adjust and adapt to his role, right? He has a different role now. Um, so I think I think it's great for him. But once he's able to set his role and adjust to the team, I think the team has gotten better, but also he has got uh, been been better too. Uh, I love watching him play, um, and. And he, yeah, like like I said, he's been humble. So I think it's a great mm-hmm. thing he has been humble. Reading about that, I agree, man. I agree. I like I like Bubble Mellow, man. I like him a lot. You can tell the like the personal maturity that he has now, and he has started to fit into a much needed role in Portland, an uh, extra person to take some of the load off of Damian Lillard and McCullum's hands, especially now they have Nurkic back on that team. They are dangerous. They're looking nice. They beat Houston the other day, which was a revenge game for, for Melo. And he showed up and showed out, hitting the dagger late in that game. 
And um, he's giving them exactly what they needed. And I, I'm loving it, dude. I'm so happy for him, you know, because Carmelo's, Carmelo's a good dude, man. And he 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 didn't deserve those years off where, where nobody was picking him up. Because we all felt like he had something left in the tank, and he's showing that now. And I just hope it works out for him in Portland, that they can go make a deep playoff run if they get in this year, if not next year. And um, he can kind of, you know, Show us some some sense of greatness, one or two more times, man, in his career. So I'm looking forward to it, dude. All right, man, that's good. Bubble Mellow. All right, we talk about Bubble, Bubble Mellow. Mellow. We talk about T.J. Warren. Like, who is this guy? Who is T.J. Warren? Oh my gosh, T.J. Warren. <laughs> Who's this guy? Did he and Jim Butler Ward. got into a fight? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like that's what happened. What happened? What happened is T.J. Warren. Who is this guy? Oh, his name is like T Mac. Is his name T Mac or TJ Warren? It's, it's got to be the way he's playing out there this, <laughs> this past week. Yeah, dude. TJ Warren has gone lights out to start the bubble, man. If you didn't know who he was before the bubble started, you do now. He has single handedly kept the Indiana Pacers afloat. And this kid is just balling, man. Like, I knew TJ Warren could score, I knew he can do his thing and he can get hot like so many other NBA players can. But this guy is really hot right now. He's averaging, for the last three games in the bubble, 39.6 points a game, 5.7 rebounds, about three assists, two blocks, and two steals per game on, like, something crazy, like 60-something percent shooting from the field. Are you kidding me? That's just insane. And he's got the Pacers 3-0 and in the bubble. 3-0 and with the Pacers without... Aladipo for much of that, without Malcolm Brogdon for a lot of that, and no Sabonis, who are three players who this team's offense and such have been run around for, for much of this past season and last year. And he's just gone crazy. They, they beat good teams throughout that stretch also. And it's just like, I don't know what you do with TJ Warren right now. If he keeps playing like this and they get healthy, like, I don't, I don't know what to do with that team. Like, that's a dangerous, scary team if healthy and and Warren is playing like the next coming of Michael Jordan out here. I don't understand it. But um, I, I, I like it, and we'll see what happens, dude. Yeah. You? I mean, he's not, he's not, he's not MJ. You know, it's like, it's like T-Mac, <laughs> you know. I'm T-Mac, not to that level. But, but yeah, he has been, uh, uh, we called it him what? Super Saiyan Goku right now? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Let's hurry on money. He knows. <laughs> hopefully, he keep this up, man. I mean, you know, hopefully, he doesn't go back to TJ Warren, but, you know, go back to <laughs> you know, put on a different clothing. Hope, yeah, man, I'm excited for him to, to keep playing like this. Um, mm-hmm. What I would love to see is the Pacer plays the Heat. Oh, man, that'd be oh. fun. TJ Warren versus Butler. Yes, and, then, sir. And, and then he dropped this, and then he dropped this number of Butler. Butler has yes, no sense. He, he, can't, he can't talk any crap. Yeah, ever. he's speaking to my soul right now. To to, to my soul right now, young money. Yeah, this, um, this, 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 you can't like Jim Butler can't talk any smack, trash, or anything <laughs> to DJ Warren. <laughs> if he drop all this number in his face, like that's it. He got to let his game speak. You know, not just all talk. All right, man. So we talk about TJ Warren right now. Uh, so last 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 week we talk about our champion pick, right? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So mine was what? Clippers and Bucks, right? And yours was uh, Lakers and 76ers? Yep. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. we're thinking about your picks. Do you see are you going with them or Ooh. what's the deal? My picks are they're, they're looking shaky right now, dude. I can't lie. Those Which are... one? The Lakers or the 76 ers or both? <laughs> both of them. <laughs> both of them, man. You know, I'm a I'm gonna call up my guy Shannon Sharp and we're gonna hit the hen dog real quick for him <laughs> because it ain't working out. It's not working out in in Lakerland for him, dude. I think they're what two and two right now to start the bubble and. LeBron and AD have just not looked right. AD's had two games now. I think he had a couple games ago, he had like 14 points and like nine boards. And um, the other day against the Wizards, he had nine points and like nine rebounds. I'm like, how how do you, as Anthony Davis, who's supposed to be a top five player in the league, not score in double digits? That's insane. And they, they lose by almost... 20 points or something like that like um no they weren't playing the wizards who are they playing oh man the, the sixers played the wizards the lakers played i played somebody else on wednesday but yeah they they, they lose that game and they, they're they're really struggling right now i don't know what's happening lebron can't seem to find his shot he's his shooting percentages are way down 80s percentages are way down they can't guard anybody on the perimeter uh, I, I don't know if I like my Lakers pick anymore, but I'm going to stick with them and hope that LeBron and AD and that the rest of that supporting cast of veterans can figure it out and and just rock with it. Hopefully they're just saving more in the tank, I don't know, for whenever the playoffs do start in a couple weeks. And you just kind of got to stick with them. Um, you, you, can't, you, can never, you can't ever count out a LeBron team, right? It's kind of like MJ. You, you'll see like a, a rough stretch or two of two or three games, and you're like, oh, no. But you know deep down that they're going to pull it out when their team really needs them and they're going to get everyone back on track. So I'm going to hold off on the Lakers and say that they'll figure it out. Uh, the Sixers are worrying me a little bit more. Um, Embiid came out with a very strong performance in that first game. He went nuts. He had like 40 points and 20 boards and like blocks. And he was going crazy, right? And then there's a couple other games in there where they just haven't looked right at all. He got into an argument with Shake Milton, which – which was a little bit worrisome chemistry-wise. Ben Simmons is still kind of adjusting to getting to the four and, and playing off ball a little bit more. And then I think he, he tweaked his ankle Wednesday also in the game against the Wizards. And we'll see what the MRIs are looking like on that. But without a Ben Simmons on that team, I'm not sure how far the Sixers can go. So I'm, I'm a little bit worried about the Sixers, man. They, they make me want to change my pick on that one, but – I'm a ride or die, young. I'm a die, ride or die, young money. I'm a, I'm gonna stick with my picks and, and and say they both figure it out and make that run. But they are. You gotta change your mind. You no know, man, ride or die, homie. Ride or uh, die. All right, man. I mean, so I picked the Clippers and Bucks, right? Yeah. Um. So the Bucks, I mean, I mean, they lost what? They beat the Celtics. Uh, that was good. Jason Tatum had a bad game. They still won. Uh, they lost to the Rockets, and uh, they lost they lost to the Nets. Um, so with the with the Nets, I mean with the Rockets, um, man, the Rockets have gone way better. Man, watch them. You know, with the Bucks and Rockets game, with that game, I mean they were pretty much tie. Uh, but then mm-hmm. the last five minutes they play, and then 
Yeah, I think Rock is trying to figure out like how to really win uh, the last like five minutes or so. Um, normally it's the opposite for them, but yeah, but but the Bucks. I mean, you know, Giannis didn't do well. Um, and I'm surprised they lost to the Nets, but they lost by what three points only. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like very worried much about it. Um, I mean, Giannis played 16 minutes. Um, the play against the yeah. Nets. Uh, I think for them, they for the Bucks, they just just kind of play for regular season, kind of just um, they probably watch the number one seed, so they don't uh, they don't have to play much about it. So I'm not very worried about I them as much. Um, I don't know, man. You don't I don't know. It. Look, you gotta be patient. This is regular season. This is the only <laughs> three games. Um, you just gotta. Don't you know? Don't worry about it too much yet. Like you Ooh. say, got to stick your pick, right? Ooh, I don't know. Dude. Also, the Nets—that's a pretty bad loss, especially when the Nets are already already without Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and then that game they also sat Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and Joe Harris, and the Bucks did play their team. They played their full team uh, by on limited minutes, but yeah, limited. I, yeah, Giannis played like sixteen. Chris Munson played sixteen. As a rough loss. 20, George Hill 20. It's just like the best player, they have like, what, they pay like 1, 2, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 9, 10, 10 best players. Mm-hmm. Well, each of them double double digit numbers. So they weren't playing to win. Yeah. They playing to get the players going. That's it. For that game. Um, they, I think they did compete for the other one, right? Against the yeah. uh, Rockets and. Um, uh, and the Celtics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm not worried about them. I mean, okay. All right. All right. And then, yeah, Clippers, right? Yeah. The Clippers always been... Um, think about this. The Clippers, they probably play, I think, like, 12 games with all the players together in the in the, in the regular season game, right? Like, we'll... Paul George, Kawhi, Lou Williams, Mancho Harrell, Tress. And, and and then they added a new player, Marcus Morris, uh, Morris um, Reggie Jackson. And so it's not a lot of changes. Um, they haven't even played well. Like, they haven't played really together as a team yet. They haven't really fought. It's not like they're not great. Right? They haven't played together as a team uh, together as much yet. Uh, and then you have the whole Lou Williams going. You know, with the Magic City. Lemon Pepper Lou. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what he was thinking. Trust, he was gone. You know, it's a lot of, like, people off and on, right, with this team. Um, there's been, that like, that the whole the whole um, regular season. But that's, I think, I think I'm a little bit worried about from that perspective. They're not really as much as focused on mm-hmm. basketball. Like, I'm all in, you know, whatever – Side problems, like Alex Caruso, for example, the Lakers, right? He he, he could have attended his uh, his sister's wedding, but he chose to to play the Lakers and not go and be part of the team. So you know, make sacrifices. Yeah, I think the uh, the Clippers need to right now, like they need to make sacrifices now. But like I'm all into into the Clippers. I'm all into playing basketball, into winning championships. Otherwise. Otherwise, you, 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 otherwise, you, you need. Otherwise, it's not gonna work. 
Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you know, the leader needs to set the tone, right? And the leader uh, of this team, I mean, some may say Kawhi. Kawhi's not really an outspoken leader. He's more uh, uh, an example letter. Kawhi example, he leads by example, not really outspoken as much. Uh, maybe, I think Doc Rivers, uh, the coach could galvanize the team, tell the team, you know, lead the team saying, look, we have one team, we got this, we can keep playing uh, well. Um, so I'm not worried as much uh, with them. Like game one, they played the Lakers, they didn't have trust, and we'll win the loss only by, uh, by two. Um, I expected them to lose at that point um, when they won. Uh, but, but they lost to the Suns, so those are a bit... <laughs> Worrying a little bit, not too much, but the loss of the Suns with Devin Booker. Yeah, that's rough. Like Devin Booker, think about it. He had that. Kawhi, hey, that's, that's... Kawhi tried to like black, black him, and then, and then Paul George guarded him, and then he still made it. I mean, who yeah, hey, that, hey, that, that's that's light skin Mamba right there. That's what I call him, light skin Mamba. <laughs> light skin. <laughs> <laughs> that shot, they look like. Flashback with Kobe, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Uh, I mean, you know, Kawhi still doesn't play well right now because regular season, right? He's, you know, once he come playoffs, he turned it up. So I'm not worrying much. I'm just picking my picks, and um, and yeah, and then it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be ups and down in regular season. Uh, in what, in like 12 days? Playoffs will come. Yeah. Once, one, once, once playoffs come, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun to watch. Okay, I respect it. You know, holding court with your picks too, man. I like it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not just like it's only three games, Trevor. I mean, you know, <laughs> you got, you gotta. You know, they haven't look. All the teams haven't played for what? Yeah, what five months? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. They kind of like you know, if you haven't run for you know like five months, you like well, you, you rusty, you're shaky. That's know, true. You gotta, you know, they try to get back to the routine. Um, yeah, that's all. And then once you get back to the regular routine, man, it's gonna be fun. I I understand that. That makes sense, man. All right, all right, Trevor. All right, Trevor. That's all we got for today, man. Okay, we talk about the social justice and then we can uh, week one recap, and hopefully next week more to yes. come. Yes, sir. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and catch you all next week. All right, peace out.